Texas, 1895. Supper time came and went, and Marshal Grover Huntley remained at his office. The jailhouse stood near the center of Main Street in the town of Porter, Texas. Being the only official law of the town, Grover spent most of his time working. When not in the office or out on the town settling disputes, he could usually be found at his house a couple of blocks from the jail. Grover swiveled slightly back and forth in his chair behind the wooden desk. The locked drawer to the side of his right knee contained his guns, a Colt forty-five, and a Derringer pocket pistol. His empty gun belt hung on a hook next to the door along with his wide-brimmed Stetson, a shade of buckskin tan that matched his trousers. The front office was sparsely furnished, containing only the marshal's desk, a few cabinets holding files and records, a clock on the wall, and a couple of chairs for visitors and suspects under questioning. A hallway in the back comprised two furnished cells and barred windows. Paperwork was scattered across the marshal's desk in an order only he understood. He performed his last task of the evening. Straining his eyes, he stared at the photograph on each wanted poster for as long as he needed to commit the facial features of the outlaw to memory. Grover yawned halfway through the task. The sun that had brought scorching heat during the day fell out of sight, and he decided it was time for him to call it a day, too. It had been a long one. He felt tired, hungry, and ready to shuck off his boots. That's why he was less than pleased when the door swung open and shopkeeper Henry Martin barged in, dragging a young woman by her arm. Henry's face flushed with excitement. Tears streaked the woman's face, and she looked at the marshal with wide, fear-filled eyes. Marshal, you'll want to lock up this thief, Henry said proudly. She thought she could bamboozle me into buying this. Clearly, she stole it. He placed on Grover's desk a woman's brooch, then scratched his large paunch of a stomach. His other hand still clasped the fleshiest part of the woman's arm, which was as thin as Grover's wrist. Henry visited the jail far too often and made far too many complaints. He pointed out errors in other people's behavior with a tenacity that rivaled that of a cantankerous schoolmarm. For some reason Grover never understood, Henry believed it was his duty as a citizen of Porter to judge everything and everybody. As soon as any real danger appeared, however, Henry made himself scarce. He excelled at pointing out problems, not solving them. Grover wasn't in the mood to humor Henry. A fight between six cowhands at the Dos Aces Ranch ate up most of his day and his patience, requiring him to travel a distance of 12 miles by horseback. The reason for the fight was Miss Elsie May, the rancher's daughter, who'd apparently offered her affections to more than one lonely cowboy. There was little the marshal could do but threaten to lock up the cowboys if they kicked up another row. As for Elsie May, being a woman and a flirt hardly counted as a crime, though more often than not it was cause for violence in the county, where men outnumbered women six to one. Grover picked up the brooch Henry had slammed on his desk and was immediately struck by its heavy weight. 
He turned it over a couple times and determined it was likely made of pure silver. The design was of a bird perched on a branch with spread wings about to fly. Some kind of green jewel dotted the wings along the edges. It appeared to be an expensive piece of jewelry, the likes of which weren't common in their bustling but modest town. It seemed possible that Henry had finally stumbled upon a legitimate crime. The marshal turned his attention to the young woman. Her face twisted in pain, the cause of which Grover realized came from Henry's grip on her arm. Unhand her, Henry. Henry released her arm. He no sooner did so than the woman pivoted and kicked him on his shin with all her might. You beef-headed brute! Henry howled and meant to rub his shin furiously. Grover coughed to muffle a laugh, then cleared his throat. None of that in my office, young lady. 